Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. Independence is not a good thing. How many times have we been told throughout our lives that you should be independent, you should be able to take care of yourself? While I think that's good from a financial perspective so that you can stand on your own two feet and not depend on someone else, It really does go against the spiritual life and how Jesus really wants us to live. I've told you before, my spiritual director said to me once, everything that we do, we should be asking Jesus, should I do this? What do you want me to do? And I know many of you out there might be laughing as I was kind of cocking my head like a puppy dog saying, how do you even do that? How does that even happen? Well, it happens when we're living in the spirit. And when we're not living in the spirit, we're challenging God. Let's think about the readings today. And I'm going to read them because I don't know how many of you are doing this every day. God speaks to us through his book. One day, you're going to be face-to-face with Jesus, and he's going to ask you if you've read his book. And I don't want to be one to say, yeah, no, not really. And I'm not even all that versed on the Old Testament. So truth be told, people, (laughs) we should all be reading more and understanding that the Old Testament and the New Testament are linked together, that the Old Testament is typology. It actually has foreshadowing of what Jesus will fulfill in the New Testament. They go together. There are actually some people out there, mainly people who are not living according to God's commandments. So there are Christians out there who say, don't worry about the Old Testament, because that has nothing to do with the New Testament. And by the way, they're trying to say that all of the things that are in the Old Testament, the horrid things like Sodom and Gomorrah, and all of the ways that we should not live, they're trying to dismiss it. Even though in the New Testament, we still hear that. It's just not as brutal of a punishment. Okay. Naaman, 
The army commander of the king of Aram was highly esteemed and respected by his master, for through him the Lord had brought victory to Aram. But valiant as he was, the man was a leper. Now the Arminians had captured in a raid on the land of Israel a little girl who became the servant of Naaman's wife. If only my master would present himself to the prophet in Samaria, she said to her mistress, he would cure him of his leprosy. Naaman went and told his Lord just what the slave girl from the land of Israel had said. Go, said the king of Aram. I will send along a letter to the king of Israel. So Naaman sent out, set out, taking along ten silver talents, six thousand gold pieces, and the festal, festal garments, and ten festal garments. Sorry about that. To the king of Israel, he brought the letter, which read, With this letter I am sending my servant Naaman to you, that you may cure him of his leprosy. When he read the letter, the king of Israel tore his garments and exclaimed, Am I a god with power over life and death? Hmm, think about that. Am I a god with power over life and death? That this man should send someone to me to be cured of leprosy? Take note. You can see he is only looking for a quarrel with me. When Elijah, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his garments, he sent word to the king, Why have you torn your garments? Let him come to me and find out that there is a prophet in Israel. Naaman came with his horses and chariots and stopped outside the door of Elisha's house. The prophet sent him the message, Go and wash seven times in the Jordan, and your flesh will heal, and you will be clean. But Naaman went away angry, saying, I thought that he would surely come out and stand there to invoke the Lord his God, and would move his hand over the spot and thus cure the leprosy. Are not the rivers of Damascus, the Abana, and the Farpar better than the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be cleansed? With this he turned in anger and left. But his servants came up to him and responded with him. Oh, and reasoned with him. Sorry, my, my eyes aren't really focusing very well this morning. <laughs> my father, they said, if the prophet had told you to do something extraordinary, would you not have done it? At the more now, since he said to you, wash and be clean, should you not do what he said? So Naaman went down and plunged into the Jordan seven times at the word of the man of God. His flesh became again like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. He returned with his whole retinue, retinue, I think that's how you say that, to the man of God. So he returned with his whole clan to the man of God. On his arrival, he stood before him and said, Now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. All right, that's a big thing. It's an arrogant person who has a lot of power in this world, in this life. He calls himself a God, that he can take life or not. But yet he's got leprosy. And so he goes and sees Elisha, but he doesn't even come out and say anything. He just sends him a note, go wash seven times in the Jordan. And this guy is ticked off because he wanted immediate healing. 
Like, come out, wave your hand on me, and I'll be clean. What do you mean I got to go to the Jordan? Look at all these other rivers. This is us, everyone. How many times do we question God's ways, God's timing, God's work in our lives? And we want our ways, our timing, our problem solving. You know, we think that certain things should be solved in certain ways. And this is where that independence needs to turn to dependence. When my spiritual director said, you must unlearn everything that you've learned, it's true. Because the more that we are humble with God and the more that we offer him the things that we want to change and then we let it go and let him do what he does in his masterful, creative way. Again, remember, we don't know his ways. We don't know his timing, but it's always perfect for us. That was my prayer this morning. Just going through all of the things that I don't want to be anymore. Lord, take this from me and fix it in the way that you will. Your will be done, your timing, your ways. And then there's such peace when you truly let it go and let God Do what God does. But the point is, from that moment forward, we need to be paying attention. Because the minute that those feelings or those thoughts, those words or those actions start bubbling up in us that make us be that person that we just prayed this morning to give to God, we have to stop pause, and pray. We need to deliver the spirits that are making us that way just to be on the safe side. (laughs) It may not be an evil spirit who is causing you to be angry, but if that thought and that anger that follows that thought comes out of nowhere, that is not you and that is not God. That is Satan. And there can be a spirit of obsession, a spirit of harassment. You may immediately think, I'm going to cast out the spirit of anger because there is one. Now that we're talking about anger, let's just go down that path. So actually get that book, everyone. Father Ripperger, Deliverance Prayers for the Laity, and learn What types of spirits are out there prowling around the world seeking the ruin of souls? Yours. And keep a list. Grab a phone notepad, something or other. You always have your phone with you. So we have to be active in the fight. We've got to stop the thought, stop the feeling, cast it out, and then fill ourselves with God's spirit and love and compassion for whoever we are angry with or whatever situation or circumstance that we're angry about. That's the walk. We've got to trust God. Let's depend on him 
trust in his timing, but pay attention. And today, let's not be who we don't want to be. Let's constantly reach out to God. Let's ask him for him to fill us with his grace. As we're, as I'm speaking right now, let's pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Holy Father, Holy Spirit, God, Jesus Christ, the Redeemer, we call on the Holy Trinity today as we are desperately trying to change certain characteristics and behaviors and thoughts and feelings from the past that make us unloving to ourselves, to others, and mostly to you because we aren't coming to you for your help. Help us to be children, childlike, throwing our hands up to you, saying, Abba, Father, Daddy, please help us. In this day, this moment, this time, we need your love and we need your help in our lives. We ask that you take all of this away and we give it to you freely. And you, in your perfect way, Do with it what you will. And we will sit in awe, awaiting these changes and noticing when we capture that thought and we give it to Jesus in obedience. Show us a sign today of you truly working in our hearts our souls, our minds, and our bodies. Mary, take our left hand. Holy Spirit, take our right. Please guide us to Jesus' sacred heart. Guardian angel, please be loud and clear with us and all you holy angels and saints surround us in this battle. We desire to be virtuous and holy and we need the holy army in heaven to help us. In your beautiful, holy name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. We are in the middle of Lent. Now is the time for us to really get passionate and to expect miracles and to let it go. Give it to God. And when you let it go, feel it. Your body should be releasing all of it. You should have complete relaxation and peace when you let it go. And you may have to let it go multiple times during the day when it comes to you. Cast it out, let it go, give it to God, and then ask him to fill you with his spirit of love and compassion and joy and peace and patience, and kindness, and piety. All right, you've got this today. I love you all. Find something more with God. Soul, mind, and body. Have a blessed and inspired day.